A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The South Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford, and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it, and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. With a background in aviation, Nikki Eismanger is a stay-at-home mom to twin girls who are about to turn three. Nikki Elizabeth, as you may know her on Instagram, started to grow a social media following when she announced she was pregnant three months into a new relationship, openly sharing the shock and struggles that came with it. Nikki is a fashionista, hilarious and incredible mum and one of the kindest souls I've ever met. The way she has handled heartbreak, postnatal depression and continues to create the best life for herself and her daughters is truly inspiring. We're super lucky to have Nikki share her story so openly and her advice on the Self Love Club podcast. Nikki, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Self Love Club podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so exciting. You look so pretty. Not everyone can't see your dress, but you always look so cool. Like I'm like, how does she do it? She always looks so cool. It's been so much time on Pinterest. <laughs> it's like where I find everything. Yeah. Um, now tell everyone about yourself, what you do, what you're all about. Um, so I'm a stay-at-home mum. So I have twin girls that'll be three in January. So they keep me pretty busy. And that's pretty much all I do, really. Just mum stuff. Yeah. It's quite fun. And you are posting a lot about them online and, you know, like you do have a bit of a following on Instagram. So like what what's that all about? I guess I kind of started to get a following more so when I announced I was pregnant and it was kind of Matt and I, ex-husband, had been together for only like three or four months when we found out I was pregnant. So it was all kind of a bit of a shock. And I think that's kind of why I got a following because it was quite raw as well. Like it was, I was never, I never really held back about how, you know, we struggled in the beginning and how like a new relationship and the struggles that you can, that come with a new relationship and then throwing in a pregnancy as well. And yeah, I mean, I guess I just try to keep it as normal and like real as I can. And yeah. Were you sharing like, because was that before there were stories? So you would have been sharing stuff on your gram that was probably like, were you being quite open about it? Yeah. Like I, I mean, we found out pretty early on that I was pregnant and then I mean, I started doing blog posts as well about how we'd kind of looked at all our options and how I'd, like, I'd only just met Matt's family and they lived in Australia when I fell pregnant. So, I mean, it was, yeah, like, I never really held back about how difficult it was. And, yeah, you're right, there was no story, so everything was on post and it was all kind of out there for the world to see. Yeah, and so it's grown from then and now you've got these beautiful twin girls who are honestly, like, 
They are crack up. Like you're hilarious, but they are so funny as well. They're ridiculous. They're so sassy. Like I don't know. I don't know where they get it from. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Not from me. I just love when you're like, when they just, da- they dance a lot. They love music like you. Yeah, they love it. And they'll be like dancing and snaps or they'll be like, or oh, when the other day when in the morning, it was one of <gasps> oh, them was Harper? like, she was yeah. like, you're like, can I have a cuddle? She's like, nope. no. <laughs> I'm like, do you love me? She's like, no. Nope. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it would have been a pretty hard situation, um, you know, being with someone for a few months and then getting pregnant. What was that like for you and, and how were you feeling at that moment? Um, at the time, I mean, we were like madly in love and, you know, it was just like exciting but super stressful at the same time. Like I was flying and Matt um, played rugby league, so he was away a lot of the time. And, I mean, I was 20. 22 or 23 when I found out I was pregnant I was definitely not ready to be a mum like he was not ready to be a dad like I don't know I guess we just kind of just figured it out as we went dealt with it and you were working um like as an air hostess yeah as cabin crew yeah Yeah. and so that was that threw a little bit of a spanner in the works as well because you can only fly up until 16 weeks if you've got like I found out I was pregnant with twins at 12 weeks so we found out I was pregnant at six weeks found out it was twins at 12 weeks so I only had four more weeks of work. Like I couldn't work after 16 weeks. So, I mean, that was stressful as well. And going from two incomes to one income and then figuring out like how we're going to be living in this two-bedroom apartment and only hung with twins. Like it was insane. And, and we just bought a dog. Like Oh my God. And you probably at the time when you found out you're pregnant, you probably weren't living together yet. Yeah. We moved in together very quick oh, as well. Yeah. So Three weeks. Quick. Like it was Whoa. so quick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. at least we were living together. At the yeah, end. exactly. Yeah, makes, otherwise it's like, okay, so we're having twins and we need to like move in together. Mm. That would be quite, it's a lot to deal with at once. Yeah. I know you guys did move quickly, but yeah. I mean, were you happy about it? Oh, yeah, like over the moon. Like I literally, like Matt and I were going to be together forever in my eyes, you know, so it was kind of, you know, we'd talked about kids in the future, obviously not like (laughs) four months in, but we'd talked about it in the future and it was just kind of, yeah. Yeah. And so from there, you guys lived in Auckland. Mm -hmm. um, And how did you find being a new mum to twins like? chaotic it was chaos it was literally like we moved from our place and only hung out to um beaches where I grew up so we were close to my parents and my friends were all amazing as well and so I mean Matt you know his job doesn't stop just because you have newborn or two and um yeah so he was still away and I was just so lucky I had so much support from my friends and family because I can't imagine like having one baby seems intense enough but then having two at the same stage needing the same kind of attention that must be really hard as a mum yeah it was so difficult and I was always really open about the fact that I had you know um like baby blues afterwards which then turned into you know postnatal depression I've always had depression and anxiety anyway so I mean it wasn't something that it was it was never a topic that I was like mm, about talking about. So, I mean, I was always really open about the fact that I dealt with that after the girls. And yeah, I guess every mum, like new mum goes through the same feelings. I mean, you kind of think, am I ready for this? Like, am I giving my kids everything they need? And I mean, on top of not sleeping and the whole adjustment is just so tricky and so hard. And I think we're just so hard on ourselves as well because with social media and things like that, like you kind of you're comparing your mothering abilities and styles to other people that you don't even know. Mm. And I think that's probably, I use my Instagram as a way of like, this is how I do it, but this isn't how everyone should do it. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's hard enough being a new mum, but as I say, like comparing yourself to other mums is 
tricky. What's it like being a, a new mum and then and then having something that's very common postnatal depression? That must be incredibly hard. I mean, you're already sleep deprived, and then you know you're feeling really down and low. What is that like on a day to day basis? It's so hard because you wake up like the girls were feeding every three hours and they wouldn't wake up at the same time. And so, yeah, on top of the sleep, lack of sleep anyway, I mean, it just kind of feels like every day is just it gets harder and harder. And like, is there a way out? And it, I mean, obviously there was like, I was so lucky with, you know, Matt was great as well. And mum and dad were there and my friends were there. And I was very open when it came to talking to my doctor about it. And then I thought, well, is going on, you know, medication for it going to affect Frankie and Harper and the breastfeeding side of things? I mean, there's just so much pressure as well. But yeah, I just, they say the first three months is the hardest. And I think if you can kind of like every day remind yourself, like you, well, you got through another 24 hours and your babies are happy and you know, you're happy and it doesn't feel like it because you haven't washed your hair in a week. But I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, you survive another day and you just keep going and yeah. That's a really good way to think of it. I think like each day at a time, like rather than getting like, and that can be to do with a lot of things rather than think too far ahead and freak yourself out. Mm. It's like one day at a time, especially totally. when you're going through something like depression or anxiety, Yeah, it can feel very overwhelming For to sure. get through even like, let alone a week. Yeah. How did you get through it? I mean, obviously you say that you had a lot of support and you were open with your doctor. How did you get through that time? What did you do for yourself that got you through it? I think I got back into exercise like as soon as I could. Like I've never been one of these people that's super fitspo anyway. Like I actually joke about wearing activewear all the time and never <laughs> like work out. But going for a walk with the pram was just like it changed everything and listening to my music. And I think that's kind of why Frankie and Harper are so into music now as well because I would just – blare music through the house and you know like they would be happy and if I was happy they were happy too so I mean it just kind of was like yeah a roundabout really like if I were happy they were happy and then just the cycle kept going yeah and once yeah. you get through something like that I mean you're a strong girl already so to go through things like that it just makes you stronger and stronger right yeah, as a totally. person and a mother do you find yeah for sure because if you get through that like you literally feel like you can take on anything like that first like three months sucks. Like I I think even if I had kids again, like I'd struggle with that first three months. But then you get to a year and then you've survived that first year and then you see your babies thriving. And then I think just the way that they are makes everything so much better as a mum as well when you see that they're doing well from you doing the best that you can. Yeah. makes a difference. Honestly, they're the best. I'm like kind of sad. I mean, obviously they've got to go to daycare, but I'm like kind of, <laughs> even though it'd be hard for you to do this with them running around, but like. I They'd just, be swinging off the kids. <laughs> I wish they were here because they're, so, they're such characters. And they're so like you and they're a credit to you as well. Oh, you do. Thank you. you have done and you are doing such an incredible oh, job with them. Thank you. You're such a good mum and they're like the cutest little babies. Well, <laughs> nearly three. I know. They'll be three in a month. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> a lot of Coffee consumed in the last three years. Are you yeah. finding they're getting more and more like their personalities are coming out? Yeah, it's crazy. Like they're so identical, but so different at the same time. I can't tell them apart yet. Oh, yeah, I have my days where I'm like, oh, who are you? Which one are you? <laughs> yeah. Do they have like standout personalities that are different to each other? Yeah, so Frankie's a little bit more outgoing and Harper's a mummy's girl. But yeah, but Harper's like a little bit, she got all the juice in my tummy anyway. So she's like a little bit bigger and she was born with a strawberry. Cute. Yeah. Did you get married before the girls or after? So um, I was mm, six months pregnant and we went to Queenstown and yeah, Matt proposed there and then we got married when the girls were nine months old. 
yeah, in Australia, which was nice. It was a lovely wedding. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And um, obviously you guys have gone through a bit of a breakup. Yeah. And that sort of happened not too long after you got married. Yeah, so we got married in the October and then we celebrated our first wedding anniversary and then three months later we separated. Yeah. That yeah. must have been so hard for you. Like you weren't you would not have been expecting that. Like it's just you know, you you're such a you were such a beautiful couple and then, you know, to have these girls and then to get married and then it's it's over. Yeah. I mean it was yeah. Yeah, I mean it's tricky. You kind of get married and have babies with someone that you think you're gonna be with forever. And then yeah, just things happen and it didn't work out and I mean he's a great guy like love him to bits always will he's the father of my kids you know but I mean that definitely adds another element of complicated to babies definitely and I think with a lot of breakups like at least if you don't have children with that person you can like not see them again yeah exactly. you know like you can be like even if you're on good terms or whatever you can be like okay like you're not a part of my life but when you, you know, your ex is someone you have children with, they mm. are in your for like, in your life forever. Yeah, so it's exactly. Like, especially getting over those initials, the initial breakup stage mm. when you sometimes need a like complete, you know, out of my life. Yeah. They're not able to be out of your life. So how did you, how did you pick yourself up from that? Because, you know, that would have been a big change. Yeah, no, it was. And I see so much of Matt and the girls as well. And like as a person, like as I say, I love him to bits. And I guess it's kind of, you have this expectation of how your life is going to go. And I I don't know, it's def- different for everyone, I suppose. But mum and dad, like my parents have been together since they were 16. So I kind of always wanted that for myself as well. And especially for Frankie and Harper, because that's that was my normal and that's what I wanted for them. Um, I don't know, like we still talk quite a bit and, you know, I try to involve him and he's still in Australia, so it's tricky. But, you know, I've seen him photos all the time. And I guess just wanting him to be happy is kind of what's, of me through as well and I'm lucky you know the girls keep me so busy and just trying to keep everything like their normal trying to keep their normal normal if that makes sense you know mm. I think that's probably kind of what's gotten me through as well like I still have my days where I'm like oh you know like Matt's moved on and that's fine and like I'm so happy for him but I mean it's obviously not easy seeing someone you were married to you know with a new partner but I mean I moved on too and we were both still young as well, so we were able to, you know, continue with our lives and what makes us happy. But, yeah, yeah I mean, don't get me wrong, like there's still days where I just, you know, it would have been great if we could have worked things out. But mm. Things kind of are as they are sometimes. Like yeah, you can, of course. And I think one thing I've learned is that you can only do your best. Like if you've, yeah. if you've done your best, you've given it your best shot, at the end of the day, like if it's just not meant to be, it's not meant to be and you've yeah. got to – like it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. Mm. Like, yeah, maybe people make mistakes or whatever. That's life. But you've just got to, I mean, I remember battling with that after a long-term breakup. It was like, I did everything I could. Yeah, of course. So like, what well, what more was I supposed to do? And you kind of yeah. got to hold yourself and be like, it's all right. Like I did the best I could. Mm. Like there's only so much we can do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. A lot of girls do ask me, um, and I know a lot of girls want to know all the time, and guys as well. How do you, not even in this situation, but just in general, how did how do you get through a breakup? Like, how do you get through heartbreak like that? Because mm. it is hard. Like, I yeah. reckon it's one of the worst things, one of the worst things you'll go through. For sure. And I think there's an element of, like, nastiness to it as well. If it's, you know, a marriage and with children involved as well, I mean, it becomes quite nasty. And, I mean, it's hard to, 
at the time it's hard to see like a light at the end of it because you're like far out like I love this person more than anything and now there's you know a separation and a divorce and you know all that as well it can be really hard to you know want to see a light at the end of it I mean for me I just I started a, um, like a gratitude journal and I'd write down what I, you know, appreciate about what I have and what I had with Matt. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I started reading Pinterest quotes. Like I love Pinterest. I spend so much time on Pinterest. It's so embarrassing for my soul. But no, everything it, in there is like... makes you happy and you're yeah. finding cool things, and that's good. Yeah, like there were people that started to figure out that Matt and I weren't together about three months after we split. And they were like, how are you, like, how do you get over that like a lot of new mums or you know pregnant women would be like I've just found out my partner's been having an affair like how to and that's not why Matt and I broke up at all so I don't want to like no sound like that's what happened no, but not at all they you know they'd ask me how are you even getting through this and like I would say I find quotes on Pinterest that I relate to because it's sometimes the words that I can't say or the words that I want to say but don't know how to express it mm. and that's kind of, that actually played like a massive part in how I think I dealt with it even writing how I feel like I still will write down if I'm having a day where I'm like, why is this like happening? Yeah, it's so easy to become a victim in it as well. But I think if you can kind of understand why it's happening and why you're feeling the way you are and write it down, it starts to make a bit more sense. And like for me, I've always wanted to be able to say, you know, if I can look back when the girls are on their like wedding day, when they get married, if I can look back and say that I've been the best that I can be through a breakup and you know, a divorce and like raising these girls, then I'll be happy. So I think as like with the girls, you know, it was like every day, if you get through one day, then it's great. And it's the same with getting through a breakup as well. But like, it can be really easy to fall into petty little arguments as well. So like, I like, there's a quote that I saw, um, if it's not going to matter in five years, then like, don't let it ruin your day today. Mm. And you know, like Matt and I could have a petty argument, but if it's not going to like, in five years' time going to matter, then what's even the point? Even a year's time, if it's not going to matter then, like why argue about it? I think you just really have to stay positive the whole time and just think, you know, is it going to affect my, you know, your well-being and is it going to make me happy saying something nasty? Or Yeah. Yeah. And I totally agree. I think you just, you just, you've just shown yourself and and your friends and the girls as well how strong you are. Like you are, I think you're incredibly a strong girl and like, and you're a good role model to mums, especially mums who might have this curveball thrown at them, you know, mm. when their babies are little and then a separation in the mix, like, or anything else they may have thrown at them, like you said, you know, with other situations that can happen to people. I think, and there was something you posted this morning, and I <laughs> want you to read it out because I read that and I was like, oh my God, yes. There was a quote you posted on your Instagram. And yeah. like you say, you found a lot of um, therapy through these quotes and yeah, through these words. Course. But it's, I think this quote perfectly sums up what you've just been talking about as well. Yeah. So it's yesterday someone said to me, I would have never guessed you've been through what you have. You carry yourself so well. And that's when I realized it's not what, it's not what happens to you. It's how you handle it. So like for, like we've been separated for a year now and like I still like have never really confirmed it on my Instagram. Like I feel like I shared so much of my life beforehand and so much of Matt and I on there, and I haven't really mm. talked about it all that much online. And I thought, like, it's it's been a year. Like, I feel like now it's okay to talk about it. And that's, like, that quote there sums up exactly how I feel about it. Like, it could be so easy to make it nastier and nastier. 
but it's not going to benefit him and it's not going to benefit me and it certainly isn't going to benefit the girls. No. And so if I feel like if you have a mindset like that, like you've just got to remain graceful, like mm. it's a crap situation, but if you remain like the kindest you can be and if you can like say that, like, you know, you're proud of the way you handled it, then that's all that really matters. And if that helps someone else, then like you know, you feel like you've done your job. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing with social media is it's up to you. And there's like, you're allowed to choose how much you share. Mm. Like you share quite a lot, but I love how you're quite like, you're just funny and silly about things. And, you know, you're, and you're very real. Like it's quite relatable stuff. You know, if the girls are screaming or having <laughs> tantrums or don't want any more photos or whatever, <laughs> like, but it's up to you. Like you're allowed to share what you want to share and you never have to, it doesn't mean you're not being honest or open because yeah. like we're allowed to decide what we want to share and in our own time as well. Like yeah. maybe people need, like you needed time to process that in yourself and deal with it on your own and you, and you know, on your day-to-day life. Mm. Cause it did affect your day-to-day life. Your whole, your whole life would have changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's definitely crazy. You seem to have such a lovely family though, who oh, like so are really lucky. supportive. Yeah, yeah. I'm so lucky. And like mum and dad are like my best mates as well. And, they obviously want, you know, what's best for the girls and best for Matt as well. So, I mean, it's been really nice to have like them on my team as well. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, like Matt was like a son they never had as well. So they always, you know, want the best for him as well. Yeah. And it just, yeah. It's Isn't it really nice it. when even in situations people just decide to be kind? Yeah. I think so ki- important. I think kindness is like when you think about things that are important, kindness and love are probably two of the most important things in the world, I yeah. reckon. And just being kind, even when things suck or you're angry, just either, like deal with that yourself and then just be kind to people mm. because like no one gains anything out of being nasty. No, of like, course. Yeah. And I, I remember like listening to your podcast with PJ and like what she said as well. And like you, you were both talking about it. It's like when you're doing, oh, I don't know, it makes me all mush, but like, when people say nasty things about you guys when you've been on air and you just kind of have to think, you know, that's coming from something that they're dealing with. It's not, like PJ said, it's not a personal attack on Mm. you. And I think it's so easy to kind of get yourself into a mindset, you know, if you're posting something online and someone says something nasty, it's like, well, I'd rather, you know, be kind back to someone like that when they're an asshole. Yeah. And like if you're coming from a place of kindness and love, like you're right, like you've done everything you can and it's yeah. kind of what everyone wants. If you're kind and to people, even when they're not nice to you, like I've had situations um, where I've had people be really unkind to me, but I'm just like kind to them. And then what are they going to fault me on? Like, yeah, exactly. You don't like me because why? Like I'm kind to you when you're yeah. being an absolute bitch to me. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like. I don't think you can fault someone on being kind. Like yeah, you can't. Totally. Unless it's fake, but then it's like, well, it's probably not. Like if they're actually genuinely being nice to you. Because it can take effort to be yeah. nice. Yeah, <laughs> like it can be much easier to be mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So do you get much of that online or do you find your following? I feel like your following is pretty good. Yeah, like, I'm pretty lucky. Like you do get the odd DM of like, I guess, I don't know, concerned mums. Like I got one the other day about a car seat and I was like, oh, like, bless you. Like, thank you for looking out for my kids. But, like, I promise I'm a good mum. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? All these people, like, some dickheads are, 
like will say, oh, your kids are so ugly. I'm like, what the heck? Why like, would you say that? They're too. Like, shut up. And they're clearly not. Like, why would people say those things? Yeah. Like someone like tagged their friend and they were like, oh my God, the most ugly kids ever. I'm like. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> it's like, I don't care what you think. Like, I think they're cute anyway. It's but like, can you not leave that yeah, on my post? Exactly. Like, I was like, rude. But then I'd put it on my story because I'm oh, sometimes I get in these moods where I'm like, nah, I'm going to call you out. If you're being a dick, like I'm calling to. you out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, again, it's the way you handle yourself and the way you go about things yeah. then it's fine like if someone's going to write something publicly in a public forum yeah you can choose to call them out or not it's up to you like yeah people think they can say things on the internet and then it's just like that's it's like there forever yeah you know like people multiple people will see it you know like totally and words heard as well so yeah. you kind of like a lot of the time I'll just either delete the comment or you just put love hearts back or yeah. you know like something like that like yeah. oh, I hope your day improves but this one woman I was like oh like you're old and wise enough to know like no you shouldn't say that about someone's kids so I put it on my story and yeah people kind of went at her and I didn't feel good about that so I deleted it pretty quick oh, yeah. but like <laughs> yeah I think as well like I, I'm not a mum but like from what I can see sometimes there's a lot of judgment between mums mm. which is like yeah I mean it must be hard because you're all trying to do the same thing you know totally. you're all just trying to be good mums exactly but there does seem to be a bit of judgment I didn't realize like how much you know, like admin there isn't being a mum too. Like so much mums admin. get into like what prams they like and what car seats yeah. and what straps. I'm like, wow, there's so many things to think about. Yeah. Like I remember Matt and I had like three different like bassinets and cots on the go for the girls and they didn't sleep in any of them because they hated sleep. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, but this mum does this and like should we be doing this? And he's like, this is ridiculous. Like our antenatal teacher told us that they could sleep in a banana box. Like what are we doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. How do you work out, what's your advice to mums on just working out what works best for you and just not, you know, like not what, like you can obviously take advice or maybe you can see someone on Instagram that's doing things and you'd be like, oh, that's a good idea. I'll do that. But like, what's your advice to mums on just learning to do what works best for you and your kids? Yeah, I think you just kind of have to trust your own like instincts really. Like I didn't read any books, probably should have, but I didn't because I kind of thought, well, that's someone else's journey. And that's kind of the way they think they should be doing it. And I'm totally all for doing your research before you have children. Like, absolutely. But I didn't read any books because I just knew that their journey was going to be different to mine. And I I don't know, I guess I'm lucky I had mum, you know, throughout the whole pregnancy and like my labour. And I just took advice from her as I went. And I mean, it's so easy to compare yourself on Instagram. Like I said before, like all the time, I remember following you know, other Instagram mums thinking, oh my gosh, like, how do you look so good? Like, what the heck? Like, you put so much pressure on how your body's going to bounce back or, you know, should I be using this expensive pram? And I think, you know what, like, basics do. Like, they do the right thing. Like, I don't know, you don't need to spend all this money to have, like, the latest and greatest pram. Like, just get a pram, put the girls in it, you know? Like, as long as they're safe, Mm. do that. Don't compare yourself to other mums. Like, you know best what's best for your baby. Yeah. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned through being a mum for almost three years now? Um, if I'm happy, that they're going to be happy. So I just have to try and focus on what's going to make me happy. Mm. That's probably, like, my biggest lesson. And you start to not worry about the petty things as well. And, yeah, just focusing on being happy. And that comes down to self-care as well. Like making mm. yourself happy comes down to looking after yourself really yeah, well. Of course. So like what are some things that you do to make sure that you're feeling really happy so that the girls are really happy? Like I feel like I'm still working on that like three years in. But I try to get outside 
Like I love going for a walk or I used to go to the gym, but that didn't work. But like getting outside and going for a walk and talking to my friends or going out for, you know, for a coffee and fluffy date with the girls if it's just us three. I'm lucky that I'm in a position where the girls can go to kindy. So I have, you know, three days to myself where I'm trying to figure out what I want to do when it comes to, like I have to go back to work and I'm so excited for that. So I'm just kind of working on goals. And I think that's kind of how, like I, I don't know, that's how I just keep, functioning I guess like looking forward to things in the future and being positive about things and I find it really easily like I'll easily sit on Instagram and scroll for Mm. hours and hours and hours and then I never feel good after it no like never ever ever feel good after it so I try to I've got my screen time like the thing that tells you how long you're on your phone for it's bad sometimes isn't it holy I'm so embarrassed I like look at it I'm like I want to delete I want to start deleting the apps just during the day sometimes because I was as soon as I go on my phone, I'll just go straight to Instagram and start like Scroll, yeah. all the time. And you're like, I don't even really look at anything. Like I might have yeah. like, liked some people's photos or whatever, but. Yeah. You know? I, and I think it's so like I just say, don't compare yourself. But oh my goodness, I'll sit on there sometimes and I'm like, holy. And then you start to feel within yourself. You're like, oh, I don't feel so great now. Like just get off Instagram. That's kind of, you mm. know, as soon as I'm starting to feel down the dumps, like, you know, it's been a, the girls have been crazy and I've just put them in bed and they won't settle and I'll find myself scrolling. And instead of that, I'll just make us out, you know, a cup of tea and go sit outside or yeah, watch something funny on Netflix. How do you find that balance? Like I think a lot of us need to learn and we live in this world where we are on Instagram a lot and obviously you're posting and you're doing things on there like campaigns and stuff here and there. So like, how do you balance that with like using Instagram, but then having a break from it? Like, how do you how do you do that, do you reckon? I'm so lucky because my like two of my closest friends actually look after all the admin side of things for really? my Instagram. So I'm lucky that when it comes to campaigns and that sort of thing, I can say no if it's something I don't believe in. And then, as you know, like I, I'll just use my Instagram now just to post and scroll. I don't have to worry about all the behind the scenes oh, stuff. Oh, so they do posting for you? So like they'll tell me if I need to, you know, if something's due, I'll post it and then I right. don't have to deal with that side of Instagram. Yeah, and I can, that's good. So that definitely makes a difference. Um but just even just as a like as an Instagram user, like how do you how do we balance it between like following all these beautiful people oh, and yeah. not feeling crap about ourselves? I went recently went on an unfollowing spree of people that like I'd look at and think, oh my god, you're amazing. And then if I didn't feel great about myself, I had to unfollow because I'm mm. like, oh, I don't know. I think it's just so easy to fall into the trap of comparing yourself all the time to these people that they probably don't even look like that. Yeah. Majority of the time. And some people as well, like I remember writing one of my blogs, it's like a lot of people that we look up to, all these people we follow, that it's their full-time job to look like that. To be fitness models or whatever they're doing. They literally get paid to work out every day. Yeah. And we're trying to do that on the side of like working, like trying to get enough sleep, managing like kids and all sorts of things we're trying to do. We might be able to get like a half an hour, an hour class and if we're lucky, you know. So. I think it's like stop comparing yourself to people who work on that full time, like yeah. every day. Especially if like they're posting something like looking amazing in the activewear. It's like, well, you've probably they've probably been paid to like post in yeah. the activewear anyway. So like chances are they're not actually going to be at the gym like no. all day, every and day. It's potentially a photo shoot that a photographer's taken yeah, exactly. and then 
And then like they've had their makeup done. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I just worry about people looking at that stuff. And like, it's no judgment against people who do. Like that's totally fine. Yeah. I think, good on you. You're beautiful. Well done. You're doing some cool things. And but you're getting paid to do it. Like yeah, awesome. Like no, yeah. no like bad blood against them. But I just, I feel for girls and women and like, and men as well, like looking at that every day, it's like, I don't know. I just don't know if it's like very empowering sometimes. Yeah. Like people might find it inspirational, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym today because so and so posted this photo. But like, I don't know. I just don't know if it's that empowering. I'm getting over some things on Instagram. Yeah. Like sometimes I wish, like, I don't know, just wish things could have a bit more substance sometimes. Totally. No, I totally agree. And I mean, yeah, I think it's so easy to sit there and scroll and look at these like Victoria's Secret models yeah. all day. Like December 2nd rolls around and I'm like, oh my God, next year, like no <laughs> Tim Tams. Like I'm going to go for a run on the beach like every night. I'm going to look like Georgia Fowler next year. Like, no, that's never going to happen. Like I'm never going to look like that. And it's so easy to just, yeah, fall into that trap and just think, oh, but they literally get paid to go to the gym for like hours a day or, you know, you look at these I can I so easily compare myself to like other mums that like you know are living and on farms and stuff and you know their kids are out in fresh air all day or at the beach all day and I'm like oh my gosh I feel so guilty because I'll drop the girls off at kindy and I'm like see ya and you start to feel guilty about that and it's like no like that's their normal and you can't compare their normal to your normal yeah and in saying that like that doesn't mean the kids are out on the farm or at the beach all the time your kids are out in nature all the time you're at the beach all the time with them and they're they're always outside so I think as well, that's another thing. It's like, don't, yeah, don't compare because people are only sharing like the highlights potentially of their life. Yeah, of course. And so it's like, I think another thing is sometimes you might be just sitting at home or doing nothing and you look on your Instagram and everyone's doing all these amazing things and that can make you feel really shit and unproductive totally. with your life. Like I'll be like, oh, like, oh, I really should have done all this stuff. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, but I'm just sitting at home like cleaning or... <laughs> Drinking my yeah, coffee. Yeah, girl, like, and Pinterest, like someone's been for a hike and bloody... You know, done this many things today. Oh, they've gone out on a boat. Oh, yeah. cool. I'm not going out on a boat. Like, it, it can make you, I think, on the weekends, especially, you have to be careful. Totally. To not fall into, oh, well, they're doing this. I'm only doing this. Like, it makes you feel crap. Yeah, I it agree. does. Yeah. Or even like, free, you know, I'm I'm 26 and I look at my friends that are over in Europe at the moment and I'm like, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but I've got two beautiful babies. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. then I'm like, oh, they're in like Croatia on a yacht. And then I'm like, oh. I'm dealing with like, you know, toddler shit. I'm like, <laughs> but like, I'm so grateful at the same time, but that's like, yeah. it's so easy. Like they don't even have to be a celebrity. It can just be like your friends. Mm. Like one of my friends has just gone to um, long haul as cabin crew. And I'm like, the day I found out I was pregnant, I was going to apply to go, you know, long haul and that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, my life could have been so different. And then you're like, but you stop, can still, like, yeah. oh my goodness. Like it's so easy with social media yeah, to I know. compare. What do you think like some ways that we can stop doing that? I would love to, do you know what? I would love to delete Instagram. I would love it. Really? Yeah. But you wouldn't miss it? Oh, I'd totally miss it. But I think I would love to be able to say that like, I just spend my time with the girls all day, every day, even when they're at kidney. Like I just, I mean, and I got here this morning and I was like, you know, scrolling as soon mm. as I got into the city and found a car park I was scrolling and I'm like oh I wish I could just delete it I, I think I might start doing this thing where I delete the I know um your friend and my friend Jules Matthews she mm. um says she deletes her app sometimes such a good idea oh because we've all turned our notifications off mostly but then like um she just deletes it during the day so she stops scrolling and such I think I might idea. start doing that yeah I, I mean I it sounds like a punish you have to re-download it every day but I actually think 
that I'm going to do that during That's the day really because I just I scroll on Instagram and check things way too and everyone's oh, yeah. stories. I'm like, totally. stop it. Yeah. I like must touch my, I must pick up my phone like a hundred something times a day. Yeah. Like it's I, so bad. It's insane. I went to um, Find Your Fierce, which is like hosted by my friend Kayla Boyd over the weekend. I saw that. That looks oh, so Oh my cool. gosh, it was so amazing. She's done such a good job. And she was talking about... Um, she unfollowed everyone on her Instagram about a year ago because she found herself sitting on the couch with Willow, her gorgeous daughter, holy moly. She found herself sitting on the couch with Willow and Willow was asking for her attention and she said, no, just wait, like I'm watching a story. And I was like, do you know what? I feel like we've all probably been there at some stage. Like, and I think it's so brave to talk about that as well. Like she was so brave to admit that that was something she had done and then she unfollowed all, you know, the people she was following just because Instagram has become like, it's a free app though. That's what blows mm. my mind. It's a free app and I spend so much of my time like scrolling on it. We've bought into it. Like it, totally. It used to be all about Facebook. Now Facebook's quite crap. And, and then, Bebo. Oh, remember Back Bebo? In the Bebo days? And you could give someone your Share daily your love. love. Yeah, I remember you had that. Three, and you get a new boyfriend, and you'd put him at the top of your top sixteen, and you'd like <laughs> give him three love hearts a day. Oh my god! Those yes, the and then even throwback. Did you have MySpace? Yeah, I did. Oh Only for god. a little bit though. Yeah, it was a bit like I didn't really love was, MySpace as much. Yeah, MSN. Oh my god, <laughs> BRB. Got to go. GGG. Like, yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. But that was the thing. When we were growing up, we like started having, you know, like we started having MSN and all that stuff, mm. like dial up internet at the start. Oh my gosh. But yeah. our parents weren't on their phones. No. You know, that if, they, if they wanted to take photos, they'd have to get their camera out and then go get the film developed. Totally. You know, like, I feel like we didn't grow up with parents on their phones, constantly taking photos of us. Like there were yeah. some photos, but they were shit photos. It wasn't yeah. like you could like take them and see how good they looked and then filter them and edit yeah, them, exactly. you know, like it was just like, whatever you got, that's what you got. Yeah. I remember like the first, when I downloaded Instagram for the first time, I used it just to edit my photos so that I could put them on like Facebook yeah. or Bebo. Because they had better filters. Because they had great filters. Mm. And then you're like, holy, but it's so true. Like you see that quote all the time, like, you know, back in like our parents' day and age, like they didn't have Instagram, so they weren't comparing their marriages or relationships or lives to other people. Mm. And like, yeah, I feel like it just puts so much pressure on relationships and, and like, mums and friendships. Yeah, and, and like you were saying, you can literally do that, compare yourself on a daily basis mm. on your couch, like yeah. at, in your home. So like it's not like you're just comparing yourselves to women in magazines like yeah. maybe was in the past. It's like every day. And I think it's quite scary because some people, and we all do it, like we all have, we all do it sometimes. Mm. We, you can like, that can make you question yourself and your self-worth. And I think that's really sad. Totally. All the time. Mm. Totally agree. What do you reckon we should do about it? I don't know. It's a million dollar question, Val. Like what are some tips though, do you reckon? I think what Jules is doing is such a good idea. Deleting the app during the day or like unfollow people that actually make you feel like about yourself. Yeah. Like sometimes there's people you're following and you're like, oh, well, they follow me, so I should follow them. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And the, but do you know what? I went shopping last night and there's people that I follow that I saw there and they follow me. And we didn't even stop and say hi. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of what's wrong with it all. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I'm just as bad. Like I've got my headphones in and I'm not like I'm listening to music and I didn't stop to say hi either. But it's like maybe that's what's wrong with it all. Like you're starting to lose like mm. – or when someone, human, like, when someone unfollows you sometimes, that can feel really horrible. Oh, my God. Do you know what? Like, 
it's like a breakup and someone that you've followed for ages and you've got, you know, your DM conversations and then they unfollow you and you're like, what did I do? I know. You initially think, what did I do wrong? <laughs> yeah. Like, when they unfollow you first. Oh my God. The unfollow first is the worst. So you say that your, um, your now ex-husband has moved on mm-hmm. and have you at all as well? Yeah. Like I met someone that, um, had children and he was kind of going through the same sort of situation as me and he was lovely and it was good. It was like nice to be able to, you know, like these, have someone to talk to and someone that had gone through the same sort of thing. And he was amazing and yeah, I just guess wasn't right timing for it. Yeah. Did that give you a bit of a shock? Did it, did it hurt quite a bit? Um, yeah, it did at first, but I think after, you know, separating from Matt, it was kind of, you learn how to deal with it. And I mean, we're still friendly, we still talk and on good terms and I just think yeah I mean it gives me more time to focus on the girls and that's kind of what's important to me yeah more than anything I think sometimes as well like when yeah especially because you've been through a breakup with your husband I guess nothing Mm. really will probably feel as bad as that um but like it can be really hard um I think we've spoken about this before you know like you if it happens again, you know, like in terms of, you know, you meet someone, it's going really well. I've had this too, like mm. a lot, like multiple times over and over. And you're like, and then it like shits out again. And you're like, oh, and like it makes, there is a part of you that's like, what the F is wrong with me? Yeah, you start to think you're the common denominator. You're like, why? Like yeah. my exes are all settled down. Like, you know, mm. like what the F is wrong with me? Yeah. And, and then you've got to be like, oh, shut up, mate. Like it's all good. It's just not meant to be. And you've got to, I think you've really got to trust that things will work out as they're meant to. And if something yeah. like, I would prefer that if something's not meant to be, it fucks out earlier totally. than later. You know what I mean? Like rather than get to a, you know, be married or whatever with someone again. or uh, And then it's like, okay, cool, bye. But then, you know, at least early on, it can fucking hurt. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it can give you a shot. Totally. And your heart's like, shit's sake, mate, we didn't want to do Not this again. again. Yeah. yeah. It's very easy to get in that, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, I think it's just so important to stay, if you can, stay on friendly terms because that person was obviously important to you in the first place. Mm. You know, you want to see them do well and you want, you know, them to be happy but I think yeah you start to I don't know I guess I've had some practice now like I start to if I'm starting to feel upset like I need to keep myself busy or go see my friends or yeah I think you can't put something I learned was that you can't you know your happiness can't rely on someone else's existence Mm. like as soon as you're happy with yourself it makes it a whole lot easier. Like you, like I miss the morning messages. Like I'll always miss it. Like that's yeah. what's nice about having someone is yeah. like the morning messages or the good night or like, do you want to go hang out or something like that? Like, obviously that's lovely, but I mean, you have to just be so happy within yourself. You do. And totally yeah. once you're doing that and focusing on yourself, um, someone will turn up totally. and it will, it will work out one day one with that day. person. With the person it's meant to work yeah, out Yeah, and I think it's really hard in the moments when you've just gone through a fresh breakup. Oh, it's yeah. hard to know that because you're like, oh, like it, it, it feels like you're literally grieving and yeah. you're like, oh, this sucks. I feel so crap. And yeah, like it's hard to think that at the beginning because you're like, you know, you're trying to work out what's happened and why yeah. it's happened. And sometimes it doesn't really make sense. You're no, like, of course. But it was going so well and then it just turned to shit and now it's done and I'm not even speaking to this person anymore. Like, yeah. Um, I yeah. think it's super easy to like look back on what was said as well. You know, like you can easily go back to like pictures or, you know, messages that I've seen or conversations you've yeah. had and you're thinking, shit, like where did it go wrong? Because, I mean, it was great a week ago and now it's not so great and yeah. you have to like stop. I actually started listening to podcasts as well, obviously yours, Val. But there oh, was another you. one um, where it was like talking about 
you know, like getting through a breakup and how you have to, you can't like live in the past and like mm. think if I'd said this, would it be better? Like mm. if something's not meant to be, it's not going to be. Yeah. Like I, you just have to think of it as a lesson as well. It's like, okay, well, what have I learned from, you know, heartache? Like mm. it sucks. Like your heart breaks and you're like, oh, this actually sucks. But you come out of it stronger. Oh yeah. Every time you do, like it will be sucky for however long and you've got to be like, kind to yourself as well because sometimes it will take longer than other times totally like I've had times where I've felt like a piece of crap for like a week or two and then I'm fine you know like it's been really intense hard and fast kind of grieving and then I'm like oh I'm actually okay and I feel real strong again like wow but totally it's like I've learned as well to stop and I think we're in the the generation that do it you know we'll screenshot messages send them to our friends yes and be (gasps) like oh my god what do I say back and like you just said and I agree it's like no matter what you say or don't say, if it's going to work out, it's going to work out. Yeah. You can never say the wrong thing. Totally. I mean, obviously there's some things, but like, yeah. you know, like you can, I just don't go back and read yeah, stuff exactly. anymore. Like don't analyze conversations. Yeah. Like maybe if you need to work out something, maybe quickly, yes, but don't go back and be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said yeah. that. Or, you know, he said this here. So why isn't that, you know, like you can't analyze. You cannot analyze. And like, it, like I, I did that so many times with like, you know, with Matt as well, I'd be like screenshotting and sending to Eve. I'm like, my friend Eve is like therapist. She's amazing. Yeah. And like I sent it to her and she's like, you're overanalyzing everything. Like just what it's meant to be will be. And, yeah, you know, like in this, you know, the podcast I listened to the other day, it was kind of like you've dealt with it in the best way you can in that moment in time. So that's, you have to give yourself, mm. you know, credit for that. And like, yeah, I think it's so true. If you're dealing with it in the best way that you can or you've been in an argument and you've dealt with it the best way that you can, then you can't go back and think, I wish I'd said this. No. Like even if you're in the heat of the moment and you're like, oh, I should not have said that. Well, at the time it's how you felt, unless you're honest to how you felt. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to be true and honest to yourself and say how you feel, even if that's not like what someone wants to hear because exactly. they'll say it to you and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, that hurts a little bit. Can you be nice to you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I remember going through a breakup with a boyfriend I've been for, with for a long time and I was like, you know, we were having an, um, it was, you know, the breakup stage and I was like, can we just be nice to each yeah, other, exactly. please? It's hard enough as it is. Yeah. Like, let's be kind. Exactly. I think you so have to be as well. They obviously like meant, I mean, totally different circumstances every time. Like you can't always be friends with an ex, but if you can be on good terms, like yeah, it's nice to remember the good times rather than, you know, the messy breakup side. And If someone and, is listening and they're going through that right now, they're in the yuck stage because I get a lot of messages from girls who are. Mm. And like, I mean, there's no way around it. You no, have you to have to grieve it. it. Yeah. You have to go through it. But there's certainly things you can do for yourself that do help. So what would your advice be to those girls who are in a really crappy spot right now, feeling really sad? Don't read back your old messages. Don't check his social media. Do not check his social media. That's like the worst thing you can do. Who's he following Who's he following? Who followed him? Who is this chick with the great butt that he's just like the photo of? Like, no, don't do it. Like, be sad. Like, feel sad for a minute. It's fine. Because once you get that part out of the way, then you start working on the happy side and like mm. you feel stronger for it as well. I think you do have to grieve it. Like if I think it can be so easy to just ignore it and like, you know, go out and meet new people and have your fun. But like it's always good. It's going to hit you in the end. Like you're not actually going to feel that great forever because one day, you know, you might meet someone and then you break up with them and those same feelings will come back and you didn't deal with it the first time. So it's going to be double as hard. Like, mm. oh, yeah. I think a lot of people I notice that like, 
when you've been single for a while, some people just seem to bounce from relationship to relationship. Yeah. And I feel like so when I was younger, healthy. yeah, when I was younger, maybe we did a bit more, but then as you get older, you're kind of like, oh, like you need to deal with shit, you know, yeah. like, and some people are faster than others or whatever, yeah, but I still don't think it's healthy to go from relationship to relationship without having any downtime. I think you're just trying to fill that void. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Actually, that's one thing that Julia said to me after Matt and I broke up and I started talking to someone and she's like, you know, is it a case of trying to like fill a void? And I was like, do you know what? Like that's so exactly what it is. Like you can't fill the void that you're missing from someone else because you're then messing with someone else's feelings as well. Mm. And like, that's not nice. And you do just have to deal with it. Like, be sad. Like, you have that like cry yuck stage for like yeah. a week and it sucks, but you just got to get on. Yeah. I love that about you and Jill's though. Like, we'll all talk about, like all three of us will talk about things. And on it's the like, ferry. oh my God. So we met at this event we uh, were at and we were on this ferry and we just instantly clicked. Yeah, it was so great. It was but, the best. but like, it's, you know, like it's, I think that's a really cool thing. Um, You know, like having a coffee with Jill's and talking about things like we're both like, oh my God, this happened with this boy. And you're like, whoa, like it's so normal, but we don't, I think like a lot of people just don't, and we don't really share that stuff publicly mm. because you're trying to deal with it the best you can. Yeah, of course. And you can share what you want. You could be like, you know, on your Instagram, oh, you know, dealing with a bit of heartbreak right now, but talking to another girl and being like, um, oh my God, like, um, you know, like then they're going through the same thing can be really, it's just like, what's the word I'm thinking of? It can be nice. Yeah, like, it you can. really just like, oh, feel like you're not on your own. You feel in that normal. Situation. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, oh, so this person is like going through the same thing, and like, you know, people who are beautiful and and in their twenties or thirties or whatever, they're single too, and that's okay. Like, yeah. I think it's hard because yeah, you're seeing all your friends settle down, and that's the worst, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's the worst comparison. I think I I have had to stop doing that because I think I did even a couple of, like a year or two ago. I'd be like oh, everyone's settling down. Because yeah. I settled down really young and then I became single in like yeah. my mid to late 20s. And I was like... Preaching to the choir, mate. Yeah, yeah. same as you. And it's like, and then everyone, then everyone's doing their settling down yeah. and they're probably people that they're actually going to marry and yeah, things, you know, like... Um, and so it's like, you've got to stop. I think I found that really hard on Instagram as well. It was like seeing all these couples doing really cool mm. things and traveling together. And I was like... I'm just dealing with an absolute fuckboy right now. Yeah, like, you know, like I just want to be doing this shit. But then I think it's once you stop needing that yeah. and thinking you have to have that and just like, if you want to travel, go fucking travel go on travel. your own, like with yeah. your friends, like go hang out with your friends. Don't totally. wait on any relationship that you want or wait on a guy to text you back. Go do it. Mm. And if it's meant to happen, it will. And it, it, will. it will. And it will happen. Yeah. Like, do you, do you think like in part of you, was, you know, obviously it hadn't even been that long, but did you think, did a part of you think maybe you weren't going to find that again? Yeah. No, I still think that sometimes I, when I'm having my, like if I see a picture or I don't know, like there's still sometimes where I'm like, well, when am I going to find that? Like, why haven't I felt like I found that, but it didn't work. So is it ever going to work? And like, am I ever going to find, I mean, it's hard when you have kids as well. Cause you're like, okay, I'm 26. I've got a separation and kids under my belt now. Like you know, you almost feel like, am I ever going to find but like that me so person? Young. And that's what people say. They're like, well, you're young, you know, and I'm, I guess I'm just lucky that the girls are almost three and I'm, you know, I'm still young enough that when they're five, I can take them overseas and we can travel and we can go, you know, go on mad adventures. And I, st I won't be having to, what I want for them and for me is that we're like got our own little unit and I don't have to feel like I need, you know, someone else to, bring me that happiness yeah. like I just want like 
I'm so stoked for my friends that are settling down and that yeah, sort of thing. And yeah. Of course, it's always going to be nice to have like a significant other, but like, I think as soon as you're happy with yourself and like you're doing what you want, like that's all that really matters mm. and the right person will find you. You don't have to find totally. them. Totally. I so agree. That's such a, like, yeah, totally. And mm. it's like getting out there and living your life. Mm. Like you want to go away for the weekend? Go, go away for the for weekend. weekend. Yeah. You know, you want to go stay with friends? Do it. Don't like sit at home and think, oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Do it. Don't be waiting on things to happen. Like you actually have to make them happen yourself. Yeah, totally. Mm. And like, you know, and then when you're doing these things and living your life and making your life super fun for yourself, then someone will just turn up Yeah, without a doubt, especially like if you're doing all that stuff on yourself, like, and just living life, like yeah. it will just happen. And someone who will, who is going to be around for a while will be there. And sometimes, yeah, you like, like you say, you might meet someone and think, yay, I've been there. You're like, oh, wow, like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, sign me up. Like, I'm yeah, in there. And then you're like, oh, like, over. never mind, RIP. Like, yeah, exactly. We're done. And it, and it sucks because, like, suck. if it happens again, you're like, oh, like, what am I doing wrong? And then maybe it is repeated behavior. Like, you've got to work that out oh, sometimes. Oh, for sure. I know I have had oh, to. Oh, I'm totally that person. Yeah. I think all, yeah. a lot of us have. Like, we'll, you know, do certain things. Yeah. I got told, like, hard and fast isn't good as well. Like, falling real quick and these real quick. And that's how I roll, though. Like, and it's often how the guys roll as well. Totally. Do you know what? I think that My is so true. My last two have been like that. Yeah. Really intense. Like, you know, one guy wanted to move in with me straight away. And I was like, um, absolutely not. I was sort of told by a therapist that I see, she was like, you know, the last ones have been quite hard and fast. Maybe a slow burn is more of what's going to work. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but like, how do you do that? Yeah. And I think I like, I can because Matt and I happened so quick, so quick and everything happened, as you say, hard and fast. And I kind of feel like, well, maybe that's how it's meant to be. But like, I don't know. I think, yeah, you put so much pressure on yourself to be like, well, if they're saying this now, then I have to go with it. And I don't know. I'm a sucker for like someone that says the right things to me anyway. I'm like, oh. But like sometimes, because I mean, if we've dealt with fuck boys and stuff and we learn to know like when they're bullshitting, when they're not, and when they're genuinely saying nice things, like you're like, oh, wow, like yeah. you're genuine oh God, right you're now. Amazing. It's like, are you actually for real? Like, But I feel like I have a better understanding now of when someone's actually being genuine and when someone's not, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. But you can still fall for shit. Totally. And then like someone might say something because that's what you want to hear or whatever. Hear. Oh, God. Oh, don't worry, gal. We're going to get there. What are some of your plans for uh, for 2019 anyway? Um, the girls will be in kindy more full-time and I'll be back to work full-time, which I'm super excited about. I want to be saving because I want to take the girls to Disneyland for their fifth oh birthday. Oh, my God. I know, big call. Yeah, no, that's well, it's a good time to start then. Yeah. yeah. So we've got two years of saving. Yeah. Um, and so will yeah. you be doing, um, so you'll be um, flying I'd love to again. go back flying, but I think it'd be too hard with the girls at the age yeah, they true. are now. I don't know, just something... I really want to just be like looking after the girls as like best as I can, like treat them to things and take them on trips. Yeah. And I'd love to just travel with them. And Do you have any ideas of what you'd like to do for yourself though in terms of like career-wise? Like what do you want to do? I would love to go back to aviation. I miss it so much. I want to go back I to I think flying. you can do it. Maybe when the girls are five, I'll be able to. Yeah, and then maybe it's like working in a different role within that industry yeah. or something. Totally. You I'd know? love to. I think just, you know, Monday to Friday. Get me back into the swing of things. Yay, that's exciting though. There's yeah. a lot to look forward to. It is. Hey, thank you so much, thank Nikki. You. I feel like we could learn heaps more from you, but thank you so much for everything oh. you've given us and everything you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Like therapy. Oh. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. A special thanks to Nick Baldwin, our audio engineer. Please subscribe for more episodes and catch up on any eps you may have missed. 
To find out more about our Boss Babe guests and for the Self Love Club resources and blog posts, check out my website, bellcrawford.com. There's a new post on my go-to self-care practices and you can follow me at Belle Crawford on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to DM me on the gram because I love hearing from you. We've got heaps of Boss Babes coming up to empower you through 2019 with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.